Hi, and welcome. I'm Z. And I'm Keith. And we're going to tell you about the movie that we just watched. But first, a little bit of a heads up. Some of the movies we watch deal with heavy subject matters. In order to talk about these emotionally delicate things and the heavy subject matters that we sometimes cover, we add humor and crude language to add some levity and to process our own trauma. If that doesn't feel fun or safe for you, we completely understand. Please take care of yourself first and foremost. And we spoil the end of pretty much every movie that we watch. Now you know, on with the show. Hey, whoa, hey, hey, slow it down. Where do you, where do you think you're going? Before we get started, uh, I wanted to do a little shout out and special thanks to our pal, Paul Kodheimer, local singer-songwriter, renaissance person, and overall good egg. Paul very generously allowed us usage of a recording of his song, Temping, to be used as this episode's outro music. I personally think it's a perfect fit. Um, and one of my favorite songs of his. Um, please check out his extensive oeuvre at handmaderecords.com. Spelled just like it sounds. Or if you want to go to Bandcamp, he's paulkotheimer.bandcamp.com. Koheimer is K-O-T-H-E-I-M-E-R. And he's also uh, the guest of honor on episode 18 of our buddy Sven's podcast. Champagne is also a band. So listen to that too if you want to get more Paul, which is recommended. Thank you. Enjoy. that hardcore Rebecca Louise ab workout yesterday and I'm hurting today. Like abdomen. Bet bet you're missing that uterus now. <laughs> no. No. I don't. But I'll tell you it's everyone was like and by everyone I mean like uh doctors and Thank you. uh the internet was like it absolutely demolishes your pelvic floor to get a hysterectomy and I was like I'm I'll be fine no it does it I mean I'm fine I'm not pissing myself or anything like that but it's so it may it, oh I I couldn't have done this a year ago I could have done shit mm. a year oh, ago yeah. I mean you know I had the surgery like in February March of oh. last year so you know that's almost six months or whatever but still I couldn't oh my god no way just so much like it's just so much and it it i find that it's i i like doing like you know ab things mm-hmm. now but it does uh feel it hurts in different places than it did previously like i get sore where all my things where the baby should be <laughs> Exactly how I was going to put it. I have an ache where a baby should be. (laughs) 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 
what a delight this movie was. I had no idea. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> totally different than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I thought it was going to be more overtly humorous or jokey. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think I expected it to be more like... Office space or something? Kind of. I, that's <laughs> a bad comparison. Office space for ladies. <laughs> kind of. I mean, that's a bad comparison because I don't like that movie. Yeah, no, I. but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like Mike Judge. I mean, he can, he's good at some jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like his politics. They're clearly... Yeah, yeah for sure. And I can't believe how many people in the last eight years are like... Idiocracy, am I right? It's like oh my lip- god, I know. Shut the fuck we up. We predicted the future. Shut the fuck up. We're living in idiocracy. Like, yeah, okay. You realize that it's just like okay. I've never seen idiocracy, but the argument of people are dumb, yeah, and therefore don't deserve X Y Z. That's eugenics, baby. That's eugenics. Yeah. Stop doing the thing. Stop doing the thing. <laughs> Like, if you want to talk, oh yeah, just don't like, get me started. Just do a little bit of research. Just be like, is this, like, anytime you're like, this is a good point, Google if it's white supremacist. Just be like, is this point white yeah. supremacist? Anytime you, is, <laughs> the data will <laughs> will support, anytime you type white supremacy into a search engine, you will get critical analysis. I do that a lot of times. I'll be like this. I'll be like, am I misremembering? So I'll be like, I'll be like, is person problematic or like, is this problematic? And then I'll like, it'll different. That's fine. (laughs) I, you don't have to be a dick about it, but I'll Google stuff like that. I'll be like, is this white supremacy? Like, is this white supremacy? I do. Oh yeah. Yes. And sometimes it'll pull things up. Like, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying Google the term white, I am a white supremacist, like, don't do that. I'm saying, be like, is the argument that stupid people deserve to die a white supremacist (laughs) thing? And be like, and it'll come up and it'll tell you, here's why saying stupid people deserve to die is a white supremacist. Well, I stand corrected. Thank you. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm, you know, like, you have to be specific with it. You can't just be like... Show me white supremacy. Like it's not going to be what you think. You know, you have to be I specific. In that. I just presumed that, given the biases of. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know why. I think it's like it just yeah. It helps too when you use quotes or whatever, right? Because if you quote, see, I would think that would backfire. I don't know. Anyway, get I'm right. Us. You're wrong. Get at us for those SEOs for finding out if things are white supremacists and not showing the white supremacy. I like it. All Do I need to? Is there some metadata that I need to put into my uh, cascading be- style sheet, or is that outdated? I like. I tried to Google like so. You know how like sometimes it like the backfiring is also the what tells you like it shows you the information that you want to like sometimes it's like 
I, I don't know. Like, if you Google something and it shows you all of the negative things, or like, you know, if you're like white supremacy and it shows you like the white supremacist argument against it, you're still like, oh, that's really fucked up. And I can see where that, you know. Yeah, what I mean? right. But I was like trying to go, I was trying to like find out if the, f- if factually, because it's like, there's supposed to be like a higher percentage of people are, um, uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Intersex. There we go. Mm. Like one, like more than one percent, or like one percent, or something like that. And but it's a higher amount of people are intersex than people who have red hair. Um, so like there's like a a percentage of population that have red hair, and it's a it's like a slightly higher number, but it's a higher number of people who are intersex. So I googled that, and I was like, is that accurate? And then I found all these articles that were like, here's why it's not an accurate number, and all the things I found were like people decrying like the basis for what makes someone like it's like yeah. they're saying that someone that yeah, right. you know they're like but they're talking about people that have different chromosomes so it doesn't really count and i'm like that's literally how you define that's one of the definitions of intersex so I was like, okay, so it's a it's a correct number because everybody that was saying like it's they're 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 like basically right. saying it's manipulating the data because they're not just talking about people who have like visible differences, but people who are also chromosomally different, and that's the only thing. I'm like, okay, and the number is probably also higher because a lot of people, especially a lot of people I know, have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And that is actually, or that is, or can be a symptom of being intersex. So and like every kind of... person I know has it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, right. I mean, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's definitely, but like, it's something that like they don't tell people uh-huh. is a symptom of. Well, it's also like who? Yeah. How many people get? Well, yeah, you can't chromosome test. Right. Yeah. Right. You can't just. I mean, I've I've known people that have, but like, um, that's fine. I'm but sure yeah, it's not something too, that you can just be like, "Hey, by the way, I would I love to." Don't have I need this to happen. fast for this. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to have my chromosomes tested. Sure, that'd be really cool. But yeah, I don't know if it's. A, does Medicaid cover this? <laughs> anyway, um, clock watchers. Yeah, I like w- the movie started, and you <laughs> and you said this was back when people were, when they were trying to convince us that Tony Collette wasn't. <laughs> I believe I said this was still in the period when we were supposed to believe that Tony Collette is not hot. <laughs> right. Like as soon as it started. Yeah. She's just like, yeah. It was really interesting. Yeah. Watching it. It's like, it's so, it captured a lot of what it's like to, yeah, there was a lot to it. I definitely recommend oh, this movie. Some I know of it I'm really like, hit home. Yeah. It was so like, <laughs> Yeah, there was so much to it that, and it it really did a good job of like making you not trust anyone. Yeah, making you suspicious, making you not like people just because you know, and like, yeah, it was so interesting. Parker Posey did such a great job too. I of course, love Parker Posey so much. Um, and Tony, Coll- yeah, like. I was like, this is insane because this is this came out in ninety seven and she was in the sixth sense two years later. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was trying to I was thinking about that. 
I was like, oh my God. But yeah, like. And then six months later, hereditary. <laughs> it was six and a half months, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> six months Still and a head later. Still angry. Still angry. Yeah, the the premise of the movie is basically uh, just you know Tony Collette. Like it's it's about like four temps mm-hmm. that are working for this company. And also, I want to say before. Yeah. Before I even made that comment, uh, I guessed wrong like yes. five <laughs> different people before I got. I Bob Balaban, correct? Yeah, you got. Then you just stopped. You stopped guessing after that because you were like, "I got one, so I I won." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally. I don't remember, but he was just like, "Is Andy that Andy Kindler?" And, yeah, I was like, "Is that Andy Kindler?" <laughs> Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. I was like, "Nope." <laughs> and you said uh, Yardley Smith, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's not Yardley Smith. For, it's uh, Deborah Joe Rupp from That Seventies." Yeah. So I was like, "Nope," and you were like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah," and. <laughs> And then you might have just said that that looks like Bob Balaban or like, is that Bob Balaban? But that you seemed so unsure. Well, sure. By that time, yeah. I, was, and I was like, couldn't no, trust that's Bob, myself. That's Bob Balaban. Yeah. Struggle is legitimate. <laughs> it's so Keith gets a little, I'm really good at recognizing people. Oh sorry. God. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. God. oh my God. I can be really good at recognizing people. And You're I I give it up. You are very vastly better at me at seeing through things like facial hair or differences in hairstyles and shit like that. Yeah, I'll be like, <laughs> I I will. I'm like this is not. I think I'm one of those people that like <laughs> legitimately would not be able to tell Clark Kent was Superman. You know what I mean in real life. <laughs> you would be like, oh my god, you know who you look like. <laughs> That guy from that one Henry movie that <laughs> be like Henry Colonel what Carvel what's his name? <laughs> his name's Henry Cookie Puss. Um, Henry name... Chevelle. <laughs> Cavill. Cavill. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway, um, I'm really good at recognizing. <laughs> I'll like see someone and I'll be like, oh my god. The, I'm really good at this. And then in terms of that, we're in one episode of yes, either I, Star Trek or like the profile or yeah. something. <laughs> no, it'll be like, <laughs> it'll be like, I'll be like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm pretty sure I'm right. And then I'll be like, yes, he was in three seconds of an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. This episode. In full this, prosthetics. Yeah, full pr- <laughs> he played a Klingon and, and I'm able to. Listen. Reckon, but I need I need people to know it's because I've seen it so many fucking times that I have have legitimately memorized the person's like affectations, like how they move their feet. It's not just about oh they look the same. I'm like this person's voice and the way they move their mouth is exactly like this one person. Sometimes I'm wrong though. Sometimes I'm wrong. In my this is my coup de gras, and it will remain. I I don't imagine ever getting any better than this, but. Uh, I started watching DS9 and Voyager on reruns, I think, uh-huh. in their early aughts. Yeah. I immediately recognized both René Abergeois, or Joie, Abergeois, yeah. uh-huh. and Ethan Phillips mm-hmm. from 
when I saw them on Benson. Yeah. When that aired in yeah. the mid eighties. Yeah. I mean, it helps when we when you see something as a kid and you just. But like, I had not seen either it. of them in anything else. That's fair. That's fair. In 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 between. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I probably seen Renee in something, you know, because he, he kills yeah. Worfstad or whatever. I kid him her. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. The Kidmer Court or whatever. Uh, Mog. Mog. <laughs> Moog. Moog. The Moog synthesizer. Moog. Moog synthesizer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Worf's. Woof. Son of Moog. Woofer. That that was it. I got it. You got Guys. it. <laughs> Everything's I, fine now. I I want to say this though. When we watched Discovery, and what's his name? Yep. Uh oh god, I can't remember what his name. It's uh, sh- fuck. Yep. Shazad Latif. Jinx. So Shazad Latif, he he was on Star Trek Discovery, the first season of Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> he he does not play Kalis if that that's not what happens. Um, but there's a reveal if you haven't seen it. There's a reveal that truly surprised me, and I was yeah. like, <gasps> brutal. And Keith looked up the actor. I think it was after we saw the reveal. Keith looked up the actor. Now Shazad Latif is not in prosthetics. I need to. Right. He is not in prosthetics in Star Trek Discovery. Right. <laughs> right. And yet, I had fallen asleep, and Keith said, <laughs> "Keith said, oh my god," and I was like, "What?" I woke up. I was like, "What?" And he said, "He's Clem Fandango," and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "He's Clem Fandango," and he like, "It's just you just were pointing to your computer," and I looked and I saw that it was Shazad Latif, and I was like, "What?" And I it woke me up from my like, I was like, "Huh?" And I was so jarred, and it was all I could think about. I was like, "That's Clem Fandango," and he, and again, no prosthetics. I never would have. Yeah, he put on like uh, ten pounds or something, and no, I don't even think it was just he wasn't in a sound booth, fucking. Having you know, telling Matt Barry to to try it a different way or whatever. Temper, temper, Stephen. Like <laughs> that was it was one of the most shocking reveals. So you know, I didn't put that together, but you know. Vach. Yep. Or Ash Tyler. Ash Tyler. Ash Tyler. No relation. <laughs> um. Great, great, great grandson of Steven Tyler. So oh one God. might say he's a distant relative of Aerosmith. <laughs> I, lo- I love bringing up that people don't tell me I look like Liv Tyler. They tell me I look like Aerosmith's, Aerosmith's daughter. daughter. Yeah. I'm like, I don't. And also not a real person. As so many, so much in my life. You look like Aerosmith's daughter, and I'd be like, "That's not." circa circa nineteen ninety four. I went to a Halloween party. Yeah. And I did not dress up. That's. But an adult it. there said, "Oh, are you are you a Nirvana?" And you said, "Come as you are." <laughs> 
That was really funny. I said it was okay. It's okay to eat fish because I don't have any feelings. <laughs> You're like something, something heart shaped box. Um, no comment. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the premise of the movie is basically Tony Collette plays a temp who starts working at a place and. Parker Posey, Lisa Kudrow, and Elena, Alana, uh, Ubeck are all temps that she, that befriend her and they all start working together. And then like they all become really good friends and they hang out and they really like each other. They really get along. And then a new, like someone gets hired and they assume it's another temp and they find out it's actually someone who got a permanent position that none of them were offered or told right. about and could apply for. And so this new person that they've never seen before suddenly starts working there. And then things start to happen. Like things start to get stolen throughout the office. Like well, also she shit. starts do clearly copying things about Tony Collette. Right. She caught like the new person starts yeah. copying things about Tony Collette. And it's like in a really creepy way. It's weird. It's, it's so interesting. Like there's a scene where like Tony Collette's character is at a store and she's buying a sweater like, or a cardigan. She's buying like this really cute cardigan. I remember when these cardigans were in style and they were, I know you hate this style. I love it. I, cause I always wanted to be able to do this, but I was, I was, again, I was too young and I knew that it was going to be out of style by the time I was old enough to wear something like that. And also it's probably wool. So I would never be able to actually handle wearing it. It's not on sale. It should be. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's okay. I'll pay whatever. Like this if she looks our way. Okay. We're going for the discount. <laughs> So she gets it and she wears it for the first time to work the next day when she does when she like takes off her raincoat, the new person that's working there has the exact same one that she's wearing. And they're like, what the fuck? Everyone's like, what the fuck? Like she's clearly wearing your mm -hmm. shit and like, you know, like all this stuff, like, you know, it's it, you know, but all this stuff starts going missing and they start suspecting that it's, you know, the new girl, but then it's very clear that the company suspects that it's the temps and they start all getting punished and reprimanded and all this stuff. And like, but then, not directly. Yeah. Not directly as, as a group. Yeah. Like they're all like, they literally do the thing where they take away all of their <laughs> cubicles and they make them have like desks. It yeah, on, and put it in security cameras. Yeah, put it directly at the yeah, end. like so much shit. Like it's so fucked up, and like they're not doing anything. Like none of them are stealing, you know, or you know, seemingly. And so they, you know, but they just keep getting like more and more things taken from them. Like they're not allowed to ask for pens and shit. Like like they get really like, you know, yeah, right. like they're so like fucking you know stifled in this workplace and they start sort of not trusting each other and their dynamic just gets completely exploded. And it was a really, yeah, it's like an interesting thing because it really does ring true of like that sort of, yeah, man. like what, like when Parker Posey is talking about how like, um, 
they don't have you do anything. But they're going to keep you here because they need like butts in the seats. You know, like there's a lot of yeah. stuff that they don't. And that's sort of true. It's like there's so it's it there's there's this constant like dichotomy in a workplace of like people not having enough to do and other people having too much to do. And there, there's, you know, and never the twain shall meet, you right. know, <laughs> like, and it's always this sort of thing where like, no one's going to get fired for not having enough to do, but someone will get fired for having too much to do. Well, the only real challenge of this job is trying to look busy when there's nothing to do. They'll keep you here though. It's how it works. I'm part of the corporate hierarchy. There's got to be a butt in every seat or the entire infrastructure crumbles. It was, yeah, like the dynamic was really accurate like there was so many oh yeah and you know it's it's from before there like before there were i mean some of them use computers but they don't have like computers assigned to them yeah. so oh god and then like sitting at other people's desks oh god it's the worst absolute worst <laughs> yeah so accurate though yeah but there there's this scene where um uh like they're all sort of like Tony Collette is sort of like cuz she's like the mousy character that doesn't really stand up for herself doesn't really stand up you know she just doesn't really talk she doesn't like to be noticed and you know and she starts hanging out with all these other temps and they're all like you know very different personalities but like, you know, Lisa Kudrow plays a girl that wants to, she's trying to be an actress. And um, Alana Ubeck, I don't know. How has that, a boyfriend. Has a fiance <laughs> that she's like, you know, it's her whole personality that she's getting married and all this shit. And then um, Parker Posey is like sort of the, I, I'm i like, I'm a cross between Parker Posey and. Oh, here we go. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. I'm a cross between Parker Posey and. Tony Collette, like where I always try not to get noticed, but then I always become Parker Posey and I'm just saying shit. <laughs> <and then laughs> I'm not quite as cool. I'm not like smoking in the ladies' room or anything, but uh, like I'm sort of, I'm always the disruptor. Like even if I think I'm not being the disruptor, somehow I'm always the disruptor. Oh man. And yeah, she just, yeah, there was so much. I loved her. I loved how they dressed Parker Posey throughout the entire thing. Oh yeah. It was so the like when she when she's wearing like when her parents are in town so she's wearing like the fucking like the red bow tie mm -hmm. and like basically looking like an old school banker. Right. You know, oh god, that was so I like the next day when she's wearing the jacket with the wings on it so you know it's her <laughs> roommates. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> right. So like uh, <laughs> Roommates of flat. That I didn't pick that up. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. When are you shaking your head at? I'm shaking my head at the fact <coughs> that uh, at the bottom. <laughs> at the bottom of the Wikipedia article on Jill Sprecher, the director, writer, and director of this film, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it says, "Read more." Tatiana Gutsu, Soviet gymnast. Okay. <laughs> Sex in the City newspaper column. Clock Watchers, nineteen ninety seven, film by Jill Sprecher. Why is it the last? What 
does the gym Soviet gymnast <laughs> have to do with it? That's a good question. Um, I guess I should read more. I like the fact... You can find out more in the Bible. You can read more about it in the Bible. Um, I like the fact that the... I Like, on IMDb, when you go to Jill's... Her trivia that is on her page is like, Sister of Kim Sprecher. And I was like, oh, maybe that's someone... Maybe the I think it's Karen. Karen, whatever. Sorry. No, I don't care. Okay. I'm making fun of her name, not you. Okay. Oh my god. Fellas, oh, do you does does your live in roommate who you have sex with ever with benefits? <laughs> sex with benefits. I snip the snip. Okay. Um <laughs> No, uh yeah, I looked her they're they're both like have just done the same shit. That's it. Like they've only done like a couple things. I know. And that's it. I was like, okay. And it's all the same. I'm like, that's okay. I you I, I wouldn't be like, oh shit, her like obviously you know you've never right. seen their names not together. They're, they have a sibling who is the CEO of the company that bought the New York Stock Exchange. Oh, cool. So they're, they have a lot of, they're uh, really She indie. had to put her through, through yeah. film school, apparently. I don't know. Her, their dad was a like insurance salesman, so I don't know. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I had convinced myself when I did a very cursory look, look up while watching the film that uh she was gay <laughs> she's 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 gay. interested she in classical likes- music there's many things that are interesting uh and that t- i i for i for real thought uh iris and cleo were going to have some kind of yeah frottage at least the fact that they didn't even remotely Sexualize that relationship is a little frustrating. Well, I think it's debatable. <laughs> What's debatable? How frustrating it is? How sexualized it was or wasn't. No, I'm just kidding. Not nah, kidding. <laughs> I, again, I also thought I that actor was familiar. Like I'd seen something else. No. She didn't, she is not, at first I was like, is she the one that plays Miss Honey or whatever in Matilda? And she's not, she's, I don't know who she is. Um, she's probably never been in anything else. Um, yeah, she's got like four credits or right. something. Six credits or something. Uh, oh, yeah. I did, I did really enjoy the reveal when Iris followed her home. I was like, oh my yeah. god. Oh, oh and god. it was like, oh, that was like that fucking that was like a twist in the knife. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That was good. That I think I really liked how they dealt with all of that. The fucking lunch, she sits down and like lights her. Yeah, the whole shit. Well, and I don't think I w- I presumed it wasn't shot in a way that confirmed this, which I found confusing Mm -hmm. but i believe 
wasn't it? I think that she has the same lunch as Cleo. Yeah, probably. and that's what she's setting yeah. out. Yeah, and so she's just mirroring her. The, yeah, the way that she did. Yeah. yeah. And I like that she takes on some aesthetic. Yeah. She takes on some of Margaret, mm-hmm. some yeah. of Frankenstein. You could have been some of Frankenstein. <laughs> Which is a joke that I'm going to explain. <laughs> we say some of Frankenstein because <laughs> there's an episode of Bob's Burgers. It's the it's the <laughs> Halloween episode of season three of Bob's Burgers. They go to a costume party at they Teddy's. They go to a costume party at Teddy's. Bob doesn't dress up. And Teddy's like, you have to dress up. So he makes him dress up or whatever. So Bob picks a sumo wrestler outfit. He ends up accidentally. No, it's just a fat suit. Well, that's fine. Oh, okay, okay. Whatever. There's um, not even a diapy. There's not even a G- <laughs> sumo G-string. Just a fat suit. So, uh, but Teddy's got a closet. Yeah, he's got a closet. Well, he's got it. a closet, and he says you could have been <laughs> Summer Frankenstein, we got some kind of Bigfoot. We you got know, he's like, yeah, he says, right. He's the son, S- Summer Frankenstein. Yeah, which is just Frankenstein's Frankenstein monster in a, yeah, something. like in a Hawaiian or shirt or whatever. Yeah, and Keith. Thought it said some of Frankenstein for like years. It was only very recently that he was like summer Frankenstein, because um, <laughs> <laughs> that shit is from like 2013. Yeah. So, which is clearly the first time Keith ever saw it. Um, and so he thought it said some of Frankenstein. So we just say some of Frankenstein whenever we're trying to make a joke. That's funny. Um, at my expense. <laughs> I also thought forever. I still. This one I haven't fully corrected in my mind, but uh, every time Zeke says, call somebody Cool Breeze, mm-hmm. I hear Cobras. 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 Anyway. We watch a lot of Bob Burger. No. We repeatedly watch this very little Bob Burger. <laughs> we watch the whole series every night. It takes us about a week to sleep through the entire series. <laughs> to sleep through, yeah. I'm glad we both have that disability. Which one? The one where we need TV to sleep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This was. It was a very. It's really charming and yeah. it's the way it was shot was really sweet without too. being unnuanced. Yeah, it doesn't like push anything in your face. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't spell anything out. It really like like break- class is definitely a factor. Yes. Right. Which it, you rarely get mm-hmm. in something like this. Right. Like Parker Posey talking about how she's never lived alone. Right. And like, or like, this is the closest, like she has a roommate. She's like, this is the closest I've ever come to living by myself. Mm -hmm. And then like Lisa Kudrow wanting to be an actor and like her, yeah, her character was somewhat, I, her character was really interesting. I feel like 
especially since you found uh was it um who was it? It was Nurse Ogawa, right? Patty Yatsutake. Patty Yatsutake. Uh, she was in it. She was like credited in it as like theater woman. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't even see her. And I'm like, I don't remember there being a theater scene. So I'm assuming it got cut. So I'm a little bit, I'm like, oh man, what would that, you know. You think there was a scene I'm assuming there was like scenes of Lisa Kudrow doing mm. acting stuff. Which I would have been interested in seeing what that was because, um, yeah, like there's a lot of, you know, like um, Alana Ubeck plays Jane, who is someone who very clearly, I don't want to say has money, but like isn't hurting for money. And well, has, the main thing is that the boy f- gives her nice things. She, he gives her nice things, but the way that she dresses and like her sister's an actress and stuff like that, oh, it, you, right. you, you get the idea that she's not... Right. She's at that job because she works, not because she needs the money. You know, she's like, I'm, you know. And, you know, there's... Uh, what was I saying? Um, like, her whole... But her whole thing with her boyfriend... You know that I think the engagement party was one of the one of the most or bridal showers or whatever it was mm-hmm. was one of the most interesting parts where everybody's there and she's just in her bedroom getting ready and like Iris looks and sees her and she's like completely disheveled and she looks like really upset and this is like not long after they saw like her boyfriend with someone else and she still gets married like she ends up getting married and she leaves the job and all this stuff so it's like there's these aspects of like. Like parts of them where you you realize they're all sort of doing something like you know um, Lisa Kudrow wanting to act like there's a there's a scene where she's just writing her fake name or like her stage oh, yeah. name over and over and over again and um, like Parker Posey says like how she's never gotten a letter of recommendation anywhere she's worked and how like devastating that sort of is and how her parents look down on her and stuff like that. And like all this stuff of like Mm -hmm. you see sort of the aspects of like where they, they fail, but it's more like where they consider themselves to be failures. Right. And it's really interesting. Like, it's just interesting. They're all like a lot of, they're so like, none of the characters are like two dimensional really. They're all very. They're all very much their Jane own. Jane gets the least, and she gets the least. But Alana Uvek does a lot of work for sure with her. Yeah, yeah. And she isn't like she's not. She would have been a two-dimensional character if anyone else had done it, or if someone lesser had done it. It right. could have easily been totally. just like a throwaway character mm-hmm. that is just there to fill up the space. She doesn't do that. Like she's. Like, there's all yeah. She adds so much to the character, and it's it yeah. It's really interesting. Like so many, uh, it, like definitely, like you said, definitely unexpected. I definitely yeah. I think I've I'd seen the part where they're all like looking at the clock and like waiting for it to turn five. Um, but I don't know if I saw that in like a teaser or like a trailer, or if I saw that the poster. Know. 
Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, like, the yeah. actual scene. Yeah, no, I know. Um, but all the shit, oh, man, it killed me. Like, all the little shit, like, how she has the photo of the four of them, and she's yeah. made a little frame out of the different colored post-its. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. And she makes herself a little nameplate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, oh. Yeah. Okay, and the scene when uh, Margaret gets... Uh, <laughs> We were like two, three-fourths into the movie, and I yeah. was like, what is Parker Posey's character's name? Yeah, and then they're like, Margaret. I was like, I looked it up, and I was like, it's Margaret. And two seconds later, they're like, Margaret. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I also didn't know Kudrow's character's name was Paula. Yeah. I And also, I like, though, that somebody calls her Camille, yeah. and they're like, I think. He thinks for someone else, and she's like, "Yeah," <laughs> and then she is like Camille La Boucher or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. is going to be her Stage screen name. name. Yeah. <laughs> what is Phoebe's sister's name? Her twin who does porn. Um. Oh fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, it's like Ursula or something like that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Oh, man. But she does porn under Phoebe's name. That's right. <laughs> That's totally. Man, <laughs> hands is... down the best character. <laughs> I'm like, That's so that's such a fucking mean thing to do is to <laughs> under your twins. <laughs> it's not my name. I'm fine. Right. It's so good. <laughs> Twin stuff is always a real big seller. What? <laughs> talk them into giving you like thirty dollars and then terry gar is their mom oh yeah that's right and her and brother's isn't, rabisi isn't and... her dad bob balaban isn't that who oh that maybe is? i saw that he was on <laughs> there was a trivia that's like lisa kudrow like every single person in this movie has, has also with worked with courtney, courtney cox, cox. <laughs> <laughs> like michael scott mm. being like i can't wait i share a birthday with this person which i can't wait to terry hatcher <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or no is it i can't remember if he has a birth shares a he birthday shares with her or eva longoria he shares a birthday i think with <laughs> eva longoria so he can't wait to have something to talk to about with terry hatcher or something like that oh my god <laughs> Woo. uh but the scene when she gets fired and yeah she's like is anybody gonna say anything oh yeah man. i had a an experience like that where, and this was in 2007, I think I was on a plane and it was early enough, you know, close yeah. enough to nine 11 and shit where stuff was still fucking air yeah. travel is the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. Like, and this was like a year or two after, you know, you start to take your shoes off cause some dude had explosives in his, in his shoes or something that yeah. they caught. Uh, and this person got, this is before we took off, everybody boarded and this person was just having a hard time. Mm-hmm. And they were like in the bathroom, like crying because they were going to miss like their sister's wedding or some shit mm-hmm. because the flight was delayed. Aww. And they were just having a fit. And like, I think maybe they were like, yeah. Acting out a little bit, but like yeah. in the bathroom and like maybe just kicking the wall or something. Mm-hmm. And they made them get off the plane. 
Oh. But they were like, is nobody going to say anything? Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. Right? Yeah. And then a couple people I was with, this only made it weirder, wrote a note no. to pass to her. Say like we see you. No, that's so stupid. That's so stupid. We saw you and we said nothing. Hope this helps. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I always feel uncomfortable in that situation because I'm always like, I never really know. Like usually when people are like, is no one going to say anything? You're like, I don't know what to say yeah. because I don't know what's going on. Right. Like I can't. Well, right. Like. I would love to say something, but I don't know. I I'd be happy to vouch for you or whatever, but I don't know. I don't even. Yeah, know usually by that point, it's too late. Yeah, you know, any exactly. intervention yeah. is just going to make things worse for everyone. Yeah, probably. Right. You're probably not going to help that person out by getting right. involved. I don't know, but boy, sure. Yeah. Taps into some some right. real and fear. She she's when she's like, we're all gonna call in or she's oh, like we're all gonna too. not go Fuck. in and we're gonna show everyone and they're all they all agree to it and then everyone goes in but margaret and they're all you know and then she gets fired for it because she didn't she didn't and oh man stop it you just let go can't you see i'm trying to get my stuff can i get my stuff thank you i have things you know Is anyone going to say anything? No, I'm not a thief. Is anyone going to say anything? Is anyone going to say anything? Is it anyone going to stick up for me? Is anyone going to speak? I have a name, you know. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm one of those people that would have gone in because I would be like, I don't yeah. know what to do 100%. because I'm, you know, if I lose, I've never been fired. That that was good too because when they first brought it up, I thought it was going to be like the next day or, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it was a while before that comes yeah. back around. Yeah. That they talk about doing a walkout Oh, or I was like, I knew it. I knew exactly. I was like, no. I was like, one of them is going to take it seriously and they're going to end up yep. getting in trouble. Yep. Yeah. Because like. I also like that. uh when they see the the fortune teller or whatever. Yeah. Olaine Jones. Yeah. I already forgot about that. It's focused on Tony Collette and her yeah. saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, use your voice or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Uh but then they're like, What did she say to you, Margaret? Yeah. And she was like, The nail that sticks out gets the hammer or some yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, that's I bet that comes back later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, yep. Because this is, and this is like always how it is, which is like in an, to an unfortunate degree. Like it, it, what I think why Margaret is like a really fascinating character is that like when Iris comes in and it's very clear that Iris is like trying to do a good job. Oh God. The fucking, her first scene when. With the forms. And she's like, try not to mess up because these forms are expensive. And she just starts typing and immediately stops. Um. Try not to make too many mistakes. These forms are very expensive. 
like four four keys. It's all you hear is just silence, you know? And then she crumples it up and she throws it away and then she starts another one and it happens again. And then you see at the end of the day her purse she's is like, just full she of... Just, well, she's like throwing them into the bathroom trash oh, yeah, and just taking right. them out and taking them out and then she's like taking like the bathroom toilet... <sighs> like, or not toilet paper, uh, paper towels and like setting them on top of it. So that... <laughs> like, oh, so accurate. And then, you know, and then... uh. Margaret sort of takes her under her wing and she's like, you know, it's one of those things where she's like, it's okay to half-ass it, you're a temp, they're oh, never yeah. going to show you how to do the right, do it the right way, so you just got to figure it out, like, no one's going to be able to bring, like, no one's going to care, you're going to be on to your next job by the time anybody figures out anything if you do it wrong anyway, so you're fine. And, and you know, she's very much like, here, you know... It's so, uh, like, she, her, like, sort of direct manager who she, like, interacts with the most is Bob Balaban, who's, like, always asking her to do shit and always relying on her to do shit. And, like, he has, like, a cup where when you put coffee in it, like, it's a girl in a bikini. And when you put coffee in it, the bikini <laughs> disappears. And, oh, my God, it's so fucking funny. Like, so, he's so good. Yes. He's always great. So, yeah. And it's like. When they call the meeting and he's like, I, I also. Uh... <laughs> this morning, Tom Briggs in accounting noticed his crystal paperweight was missing. A number of you have also reported. My, my uh, coffee mug was also missing. I mean, actually it was stolen. It wasn't really missing. It was stolen from my office. recently oh my god it's so fucking funny and then like you know she's like telling iris how she's never had you know a, a letter of recommendation and and he's like she's like well he relies on you a lot i bet you could ask him and right. and then and when and his dies. character literally gets has a heart attack and dies and she's like okay well i guess i'm not gonna get a letter of recommendation and like you know <laughs> also when he was like find out my wife's favorite whatever and also find out if it's her birthday <laughs> when her birthday is or whatever. No, I think he, that, but that's what's funny about it. He's like, yeah. Also, is it her birthday? <laughs> so, whatever. Anyway. Um. Yeah. I remember hearing him on Fresh Air with Terry Gross. Oh wow, that sounds gross. And I'm, you know, two feet tall, and I had to grab somebody who was six foot nine or something and shake him by the lapels, throw him to the ground, and then stand over him and scream at him. I mean, it was a fun, exciting moment for me to have, and I thought I eventually pulled it off perfectly well. But you do the same thing like that for months and months and months. You're bound to, at some point, something's bound to happen, usually. And it was my finger, thank you. I'm glad it wasn't my head. Did you continue with the rest of the show? I did, I did. And then I rushed off to the emergency room, and I had to wait for 10 hours, and I couldn't wait, and I came back and did the next show. And, you know, it was just my finger, but it hurt. So you had to do the next show before they actually repaired, you know, put it in a cast or whatever? The show must go on. The professional. Ah, what a... He's a professional. Okay, I want to say this really quick. Because in... We mentioned, I think last episode we mentioned that um, in our Working Girl episode, or maybe we mentioned in the Working Girl episode... Well, this is our last know. one, too. We got a wrap. Yeah, but um, I, I mentioned that we had recorded 
almost the entire working mm-hmm. girl episode with Keith's mic off and I hadn't noticed because I wear the headphones and I do all the things. Z wears the headphones. I wear the headphones in this, house. Headphones in this, in this relationship. House. <laughs> all the time though. Like even. Literally. <laughs> I literally am always wearing headphones. <laughs> Noise canceling. I have to clap to enter a room <laughs> in the in an attempt to not. Get stabbed. The, the absolute terror screams that have come out of my throat. It was already <laughs> the case that... And you made it worse. Remember the time when the guy came to... Oh, when he fixed the window cranks and the blinds. And I just walked into your room. Which I knew... I was going to go the way it, I've told you so many times. Just send me a message. I said, send I know me a message. You, on I know you, and you said, I thought this would be better. <laughs> and he came in, but he didn't, he didn't clap. He didn't clap. He came in and he put his hands <laughs> directly onto my body out of nowhere. And I screamed. <laughs> and it was me and this guy was standing right. And I, not kidding, it's good. I don't know if you remember this part. I pu- I pulled something in my back because it, I oh I tensed up and yeah, screamed that's... so hard and was so terrified that like I fucked up my fucking <laughs> Remember that I time um, when you forgot I was in the car with you? <laughs> I told that story at work one time and this lady at like an adjacent desk just started hysterically laughing <laughs> and she was like, you're stupid. <laughs> so I was like, thank you. What happened was, what happened was I was in the car and I look over and I <laughs> saw Keith and I was like, oh! and, <laughs> and I was saying how I forgot he was in the car. Like he was in the driver's side. I was in the passenger side. I forgot he was in the car <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like what? And I was like, I thought, cause he stopped the car. I had like assumed that he got out. Of the car, because we were at a rest stop. I thought he got out, because you always have to pee, so I just assumed you... So, in my mind, you'd gotten out of the car when you stopped and, you know, turned the car off. And I was, like, looking at my phone, and then <laughs> I looked up. You had not gotten out of the car. In fact, you were just... And you were just looking at me, I think. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> terrifying. Also, and I don't know if this is true. This is just how I assume it. When I see Keith suddenly, like when, <laughs> when he wasn't there and then he suddenly is, I'm, I, I have this moment of panic. i like, who are you? You know? And then I think it's because in my mind, Keith is so little tiny that suddenly there's a six, a six foot one man in our kitchen. And I'm like, who are you? You know? And then I have to like, I mentally resize him and then everything's fine. <laughs> There was a point I was like making or something. You were talking about how the mic was off. Thank you. Yes, that is important. And <laughs> the reason why, <laughs> and then we recorded the whole episode again, and that's fine, and that's whatever, and all of that, and the Iraq and such. Um, but Keith said this hilarious thing in the episode that we didn't record properly. Where I was, ta- we were talking about Working Girl, and I was talking about how 
Sigourney Weaver, we were like talking about how old she was or something like that. And she's like 73. And I said, I'd still scissor her. And and she would turn to dust. And I laughed so fucking hard. And I just, I I keep thinking about that. I'm like, that deserves (laughs) to be said out loud to people to hear it, you know. Oh, that was so funny to me. That was so funny to me. It was so funny to me. Um, I'm so glad. (laughs) uh, Would you recommend this movie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same. I think it's really, I think it it really captures something I really can't believe I haven't seen it or barely remember hearing anything about it. It's a shame. It really captures something, you know, it does a lot of, you know, it really captures something of the 90s sort of like indie sort of thing that was happening. It's also gorgeous. Yes. The way it's shot and the colors and it is visually striking. There are choices like cinematically that I was like immediately I was like, oh my God. There are like shots like like just like it's before the guy that you said, is that Richard Jenkins? It's just of the water cooler. Oh, and when he looks through the bottle. Oh my God. I mean, so. Oh my God. when When she's following Chloe in the rain. Yes. I love that shot. And you see that she's got the her umbrella and she's yeah. wearing the match. Oh, so many like there's, yeah, the colors, the, and really something that I really, really love is that. And the comedy they, is like pretty subtle. Some of yes. it, like, but I love this shit. Like <laughs> her first day there when they go to lunch and first she's at a very tiny She's yes. in a very tiny chair. In no, no, she she's not. No she said, chair. "I'll give you, I'll get you a chair." And she said, "I can just sit here." And <laughs> okay, just yeah, I missed like, what happened. Yeah, <laughs> and then she brings her a stool, <laughs> which is the same height as the table. And oh my god, I <laughs> I know. <sighs> but they're all like what I what I really loved is they all have a very unique style. Yes, which is something that I feel like doesn't happen in movies as much anymore. Yeah, like it's right. so like. Oh, it's so 90s. It was so 90s. They have such 90s style, which was yeah. like sort of this like vintagey right. throwback, but like done te- contemporary, con- con- you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, oh, yeah, this was just, yeah, I definitely recommend this movie. Also, like the the background artists, like there's a lot of stuff. So. That I feel like is. So good. Ex-contemporaneous, like. I remember there's someone that speaks up during the yeah, <laughs> all staff meeting who has a hairstyle that I'm like, yeah. oh, this is a very 60s hairstyle yeah. that you don't see people yeah, yeah, yeah. doing in a retro way. Yeah. yeah retro yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's not, yeah. you know, she's not like a hipster or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was very interesting. And like the suit her dad buys her. Yeah. Is very, I don't know, like yeah. your senator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, but they not, call it a power suit. Yeah, <laughs> but not like a Hillary. Yeah, it's more like a Nancy, if you know what I mean. So this is the final episode of our. Also, Paul Booney. Is that his name? No, Paul, her, that plays her dad. Uh, the guy. Oh God, Garrick Garrick's dad. Is that who it is? I think so. Elam. E- no, uh, oh God. Elam is Garrick's name. I know. I'm trying to think of, oh, what's his dad's name? Paul Dooley. Dooley, yeah. 
uh, you would, if you don't know his name, you would definitely recognize him. Yeah, he's been in one million and five things, <laughs> and forever. And Amy. he's like the guy. He's in the same category as the guy who uh, died a few years ago. I can't remember his name, but he was <laughs> he like was uh, in Die, Mommy, Die. And he plays the husband. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. I don't remember his name. His name Bumper. <laughs> um, Paul Dooley uh, apparently does a voice in the Cars franchise. Yeah, I believe that. So there's a lot of those. Keith is just going through his oeuvre right now. Yep. So it'll be a minute. Yeah, before I get to... DS9. <laughs> N. Na. Ina. <laughs> Ichi knock knock? No. Inabrintain. Inabrintain. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Ooh. Oh, man. I kind of want to watch the Millennium series with Lance Hendricks. Right. That had a crossover with what? X-Files? X-Files. Yeah. Anyway. Paul Dooley, uh, shut yeah. up. <laughs> uh, what's your What's your favorite of the ones that we've watched? Probably this one and Men at Work. No, this one in Lawn Dogs, really. Yes, yeah, Lawn Dogs Holy is shit. probably my favorite. Um, and Brockovich was solid. Brockovich was solid. Working Girls solid. Yep. Men at Work is a solid a turd, turd. <laughs> that, that came out into your pants while you're grocery shopping. Like it's, you don't want that. Uh, <laughs> while you're grocery shopping. <laughs> the time, it's one of my favorite stories. You said your recent <laughs> post said it was like the sensation of peeling your eyeballs like grapes? Yes. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a real bummer. Yeah, definitely Clock Watchers was a surprise. Well, I don't want to say it was a surprise. You've seen it, right? No. I've, oh. So many times I've said, I feel like I... Hey, man. Let's be friends, okay? Roommates who sleep together with benefits. Do you want to end it there? Or do you want? Do you want to say more? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like this theme, and I especially <laughs> since yeah, two gyms that I wouldn't probably yeah. would have never. Well, it just reminds me, you know, like clock watchers and lawn dogs, especially are like the reasons we do this. Yeah. And the reasons we do themes yes. is these constraints lead us to find things that we wouldn't probably as, at least as fast. Yeah, come yeah, to. yeah. Right. So, two in one month. Mm, yeah. That's a. Uh... Yeah. And Clock Watchers was a last minute add-on once you right. realized <laughs> it, was, it was an extra weekend. Because we were, we had set up a whole plan for September, for all four weekends in September. And we are like, that's it. And it was literally, we'd watched, I think it was, we were about to watch Lawn Dogs. <laughs> and I was like, there are 
five Saturdays in September. Which is so wild because I know. A yeah, short month. I just yeah, I don't know. It just it just really threw me. So we and last added, month we had a blue moon. <laughs> so yeah, we threw in clock watchers and it was it's great. I'm, I'm better for it. The only downside is that that means that we only have four weekends for Halloween. Yeah. That's always hard. Keith yeah. proposed that we started early, but I'm glad we watched Clock Watchers instead. I think, yeah. I think, you know, I think, uh, yeah. But I like this theme and I yeah. hope that we can, uh, keep doing it. Yeah. I think there's, yeah. I'm glad we're finding found things this time. I was, you know, last year. Yeah. Well, we went, you know, going to work with Dolly. That was, I think that was a good first start for this. Yeah. Well, and that came out once I found it difficult to find <laughs> mm-hmm. things most overtly about working class rebellion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I definitely would recommend, I'd recommend watching Lawn Dogs. I would recommend watching Clock Watchers. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron Brockovich... It's a solid Hollywood film. Working Girl, it's a fun 80s film. Men at Work, you know what? We'll save you the trouble. We watched it so you didn't have to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think this is one of those months where we had a lot of good ones. We don't always get that yeah. lucky. The last, I mean, nothing's going to top August for me. I think that's probably going to be my favorite one. Yeah. Even over my birthday month. Yeah. Oh, definitely over mine. Because <laughs> you do this thing where you're like, I want to watch painful. I'm going to. Not intentionally. <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go hammer out a Halloween lineup. I know. Yeah, we do. Fucking a. We have a bunch of, we have a solid. We're going to be okay. Yeah. We have a I, solid I was start. real worried. I was really blanking and I didn't like that that was happening and that created a feedback loop. Yeah. Of frozen. I think, I don't mean this in a negative way, but I feel like you're like, what can I think of? <laughs> yeah. And okay. I don't trust that I have, I can't, if I'm trying to think of something, I my brain is like, those, yeah, yeah. those things don't exist. So I just I just do the most simplistic googling. I just I how I came up with the ones that I came up with. I googled the complicated phrase '80s horror movies. Yeah, and then I just started scrolling through mm-hmm. different lists, which is what I've been doing. I'm like mm-hmm. eighty, and I then I did '90s horror movies, and I did the same thing. And there are so many shits. Yes. That come up yes. one year we'll have to do. I don't. I don't think I want to do it for Halloween. Okay. But uh, I will have to watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh yeah. I've never seen it, despite the fact that mm-hmm. it stars Suzanne Snyder. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Who is used used to be the only thing that came up when I would Google. Your name. My my. Your dead. My given. dead name. <laughs> given to death. <laughs> yeah. Is there not a movie called Dead Name yet? 
That should be a... <gasps> that would be a great... That's a great idea. Great horror movie title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, uh, that's... This is all I was wanted to say. Uh, I really want to watch her other two films now. Jill Sprecher. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I do, but... Okay. Why not? I don't know anything about them. I just know that she's done them. So, you know. I just watched the trailer this morning for Thin Ice, which is a more recent one in 2011. It's got Greg Kinnear and Alan Arkin and David Harbour. Oh, okay. I'd watch that. Um, And I think the premise seems to be Greg Kinnear is trying to do some kind of insurance scam that backfires. That's hot. The other one is 13 Conversations About One Thing, okay. which I don't really know about. Oh, here's a fun uh, biographical fact I learned about her, too, is that she was mugged three times in while living in New York. The sec- after the second time, she had to have brain surgery, but she didn't move. Yeah. And then she suffered another head injury. Oh, my God. But she woke up to see someone smiling down at her, a stranger, and apparently that was the inspiration for a shot in 13 Conversations about one thing. Aw. That sounded so condescending, and I did it. Which also has Alan Arkin. Nice. Okay. Thanks. I like Alan Arkin. R.I.P. Truly. Wait until dark. Yeah, man. Holy shit. Watch that. Yeah, I really want to watch Sorcerer because the recently deceased Alan Arkin is in it, as well as it's directed by the recently deceased William Friedkin. Oh. And it's got uh, Roy Scheider, who mm-hmm. I don't know if he's still alive. Okay. A chunk of hematite or dolomite or granite flecked with iron from the moon. A thousand million years of sitting still And then a coffee break And then the same Then lunch Another billion more The sun exhausts its fuel Subsumes the planet Earth as a red giant Melting all of this I vaporize Then go out for a smoke Then back again Another billion years The galaxy thins out into the void Four fifty nine again. Four fifty nine again. Four fifty nine again. Again, four fifty nine again. Predicted the future. Shut the fuck up.